Thank you for joining us today on Pursuing Life. This episode was created with the season in mind. Together, we will meditate on and explore the story of Jesus' coming into the world in a most intimate and human manner. As we reflect on scripture, we will pause to ask questions. Feel free to pause the recording in order for extended time of reflection or to answer these questions with a group. You can find the questions listed in the show notes of this episode. Our story begins in the beginning. In the first chapter of Genesis, we are introduced to a God who creates life from lack and light from darkness. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And this God created a garden, a sacred space to abide with us, Emmanuel, God with us, first walked among the trees and rested in their shade with Adam and Eve. In the beginning, God was Emmanuel, God with us. In the beginning, Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us. The Gospel of John reminds us that Emmanuel has always been with us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Imagine the scene of creation. Imagine the garden. The scent of citrus, the smell of dew-coated earth, the sound of the wind tangled in leaves. Picture that Jesus is present in the beginning. What stirs in you as you picture these scenes? Jesus, Emmanuel, creates life from lack and light from darkness. The life and light that was craved and sought after throughout human history. The world searched for God to come among us. I invite you to hear the hopeful groanings of those who anticipated his coming, of those who waited for deliverance. Numbers 24, 17. I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. Isaiah 11, 1. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his root, a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. Jeremiah 23, 5-6 The days are coming, declares the Lord, 
when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord our righteous Savior. Isaiah 9, 1 and 2 The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. 2 Samuel 7, 12-13 A prophecy spoken to Israel's King David. When your days are over and you rest with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, who will come from your own body, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Isaiah 7:14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel, God with us. These prophecies proclaim not just the hope of his coming, but the nature of his character. He will build in the name of the Lord. He will be called our righteous Savior, a king who will reign with wisdom and justice a bearer of fruit and full of the Spirit of God, a star, a scepter, a guide to draw all to himself. Emmanuel. Consider the places of darkness and lack that need the light and life that comes through Emmanuel, God with us. You may feel that these places are within you, what prophecy would you speak over these places about the coming of Jesus? What, how would you describe what Jesus can bring into these places of darkness and among peoples that may live still in darkness? Is it any wonder that Mary burst into song at the realization that it is the fulfillment of centuries of hope-filled prophecies that dwells in her womb? The answer to the promises of God to a people seeking deliverance, seeking life and light. In Luke, Mary sings, My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble estate of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Lord, the Mighty One, has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds, and his arm has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. 
He has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. In Galatians, Paul tells us that a virgin conceived when the fullness of time had come. The descendants of Israel, those who proclaimed that a Savior would come, were occupied by Rome, an empire bent on subjecting the world to its reign and exploitation. Consider the suffering that Jesus encountered as he walked among the people of his time. The beheading of a prophet, illness, poverty, corruption among the religious and political elites, and his own eventual death. If there was ever a time that was desperate for life and light, it was this time. We see this hope in the midst of this season of great suffering embodied in Simeon, a devout man who was told by the Spirit that he would not die before seeing the Messiah. From Luke chapter 2. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom of the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Place yourself in the mind of Simeon. What would it feel like to wait for so many years, growing old in an era where your people are occupied by Rome and expecting God's deliverance? How would you feel when the Messiah, God's deliverance, can be held in your arms, an infant child? Does he squirm and coo? Does he smile as he looks into your face? Emmanuel, God with us, can be very unexpected. God with us may appear to not be the deliverance that we think we need. The author of Hebrews reminds us, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Can you recall a moment when you encountered the deliverance of God in an unexpected way or through an unexpected person?
Paul continues in Galatians, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. The words of the hymn, O Holy Night, declare that chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppression shall cease. It would not be difficult for us to recognize that all chains have not yet been broken, and all oppression has not yet ceased. We still live in a time of waiting, of anticipating, of hopeful prophecy that Jesus will continue to be God with us and usher deliverance into our midst. But even in the waiting, we have received deliverance in part. We are children of God. We belong to a family. We can anticipate an inheritance. What about Jesus' deliverance fills you with hope while still waiting for the healing of all things? Thank you for joining us today on the Pursuing Life podcast. We so appreciate this time that you have spent with us. I invite you to consider how you can give this season to support the work of this podcast and the work of the Tempe Church and Oasis Campus Ministry. You can find a link in our description to give. And we also invite you to share this episode with someone that you think will find it beneficial.